Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wife Up podcast and welcome to the Wife Up YouTube channel. I am so grateful for each and every one of you that have stopped by to spend time with me today. Thank you so much. If this is your first time here or if you are returning, I truly appreciate you taking the time to spend time with me. Uh, my name is Deetra and I am your host. And today's topic is, is the enemy after your marriage? Now I have a call to action really quickly before I get started on that. Number one, if you guys know someone that is married, engaged, want to be married one day, um, newlyweds, um, married for a while, anyone that's going through struggles in their marriage, please, please point them towards this podcast and or YouTube channel or both. Um, because I really want to get the word out. I am passionate about marriages. I mean, passionate about marriages and I'm sick and tired of seeing divorce. It's unnecessary, especially in the kingdom. It's unnecessary. And so I want to, um, help wives as much as I can. I coach wives. Um, I pray for wives. I, I just love it. It's just something that God has placed in my heart. It's a passion of mine. So please share this podcast, um, copy the link and send it in a, a, a message. I was going to say email, email or message on messenger or um, just whatever, wherever, right? Just copy and paste and send it to somebody that you know, who might be going through something right now in their marriage and they don't want to get divorced. They didn't get married to get divorced, or maybe they want to get divorced, but you're like, listen, you need to fight. Listen, I want to help. I really, really want to help. So please pass this along. And um, I always like to start with a little bit of a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for each and every wife that is listening, each and every woman that is listening, any anyone that stopped by God that is listening to this. Um, thank you for blessing each and every one of their lives, their marriages, Lord, their relationships. And I just am so grateful for each and every one, Lord, that you cover each wife, God, that you cover all of their marriages, Lord, that you... Um, watch over them, guide them, and protect them, Lord. And we we love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So is the enemy after your marriage? That's the question. And the answer is, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about this. I talk a lot about marriages. I love marriage. If you don't know by now, I'm a hardcore believer in kingdom marriages. I fight for marriages. That's why and how Wife Up was created. And for those of you that are new here, I always have notes. I write out my, um, I don't have a teleprompter, but I write out my um, notes of what I want to say because I don't want to miss anything, right? So just bear with me. I also know that a lot of divorces happen in today's society that happen in today's society are unnecessary. People are getting divorced because they're falling out of love with their spouses. They don't like each other anymore. They don't get along. They can't stand each other but mainly because they're not turning their marriages over to God. Uh, here in California, I think I mentioned that before, there's uh, irreconcilable differences. You can file for divorces and if you stating that, and um, that pretty much just means we don't get along anymore and I want to dissolve the marriage and it's okay. Oh, no, 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 no. It should not, it should not be that easy and it should not, especially kingdom. Kingdom marriages, it shouldn't be that way. Right. So we're going to go more into that. Um, another reason why divorces are so rampant is because people don't realize that the enemy is after their marriages. From the day you said I do, you had an X on your back. <laughs> your marriage is a target. Why would a kingdom marriage be a target for the enemy? Let's break that down. Okay. So there are several reasons why and how he does it. 
that I can think of. And I know I can think of more. So there may be a part two another time. Um, but for today, I have 10. Okay, so let's break them down. Um, reason number one, that the enemy might be after your marriage is that God hates divorce. It says in Malachi 2.16, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. And if the God of Israel, our God, hates divorce, then wouldn't it be, sorry, if he hates divorce, then wouldn't it be fair to think that the enemy loves it? Why would the enemy be cheering your marriage on? Why would he sit there and go, you know what? They just got married. Good for them. You know what? I wish them all the best. I don't think so. Um, one, some women get divorced because they're in abusive or adulterous marriages and you feel guilty. So I just want to, I want to point that out. So if, I mean, the Bible says, because I was reading something yesterday where a woman was like, um, she was in an abusive relationship and she got divorced and she felt this overwhelming amount of guilt because of it. And, um, I just want to let you know that there are grounds for divorce. There are grounds where God is like, okay, you're being abused. Your husband is putting his hands on you. You think God would want that for you? Um, your husband is cheating. Cheating is grounds for divorce. Your husband is cheating on you left, right, and center. You think that's, that's okay, right? And so the answer to that is no. Is it forgivable? Yes. Do this, Can these things be overcome? Yes, they can. But... If you choose to leave, your husband's cheating on you. Those are grounds for divorce, right? So I don't want you to feel guilty about that. I'm not talking to you. But there are times when God will, oh, sorry, those are the times that God will release um, women from their marriages. But some women are divorced that weren't in abusive or adulterous relationships. And they're divorced because they fell out of love, grew tired and did not turn everything over to God. Listen carefully. I did a podcast about how divorced women should behave. If you are a divorced woman of God and those were not your circumstances, meaning you 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 weren't abused, your husband wasn't cheating on you left, right, and said like that, your children weren't abused. I mean, that, that I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about that if, that if that is who you are. I'm speaking to the women that got married and said, I don't want to be with this dude anymore for whatever the reason. Y'all arguing, y'all fighting, y'all don't get along, whatever. You divorced him. There are young women that are coming up that are watching you. There are, I mean, they could be your own kids, your nieces and nephews, your future grandchildren or your grandchildren, your um, cousins, the neighbor's kids, your co-workers, whoever. There are people that are watching young women that are coming up in the kingdom that are looking to get married one day and they're looking at you. And what you say is very important. What you say and how you move is very important. So when this young woman comes to you, or if she comes to you, because she might just be looking at you from afar, it might not say anything, but she still can hear the things that you're saying. And when she comes to you and she's like, um, well, what happened? Like, why? You're a Christian woman that I look up to. Um, why did you get divorced? If you know you didn't turn your marriage over to God, don't you dare sit there and blame your ex-husband. Don't you dare. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying your ex-husband didn't do stuff, right? But it takes two to tango. And it's not just him. It's not just him. 
So you had your part in it, but mainly you didn't turn your marriage over to God. More than likely. Now, if you happen to turn your marriage all over to God and you did every single solitary thing and God still released you, that's between you and God. But I'm talking about for the majority of us. The majority of us women that are walking with Christ right now that might not have been walking with Christ before in that way. And we were just like, we're not getting along and um, this is over. We are done. Those There's a lot of us that are like that. And I am very careful about how I speak to young women that are coming up in this kingdom about marriage. I believe in marriage. Divorce is not an option this time around. And so if you are divorced, be very careful about what you're saying, what you're pouring into these young women or these women that are thinking of getting married. Be very, very careful about how you pour into them and what you say. Okay. Okay. So if you are a woman of God, you need to own up to your mistakes. Do not sit and play the blame game. If you didn't turn your marriage over to God, then you need to say so. Now, I'm not saying your husband wasn't to blame as well. What I'm saying, it takes two to tangle, like I said. And you don't know if God would have restored your marriage or not. You won't know. You don't know. You won't know until you meet God. And he might be like, okay, this is what I was going to do. Like, oh, really? Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Anyway, God created the covenant and we need to leave a good f- footprint for the future wives that are coming up. Reason number two, um, a kingdom marriage is a target for the enemy because he knows that you're, he knows that if your marriage is thriving, it glorifies the kingdom of God. If you have God in the center of your marriage and you and your husband have been happily married for years, people are going to ask you, what's your secret? And when you tell them having God the center of your marriage, it glorifies the kingdom. If the enemy can get you and your husband to split up, you can't credit God for that. Think about that. You'll blame everything else as to why you fell victim to letting your marriage go. That's not good. Your marriage should be a shining example of God's love and grace and favor and mercy and all those things, right? That God will pour into a marriage when you turn it over to him. Stop playing. Okay. Number three, if the enemy can divide you, meaning divide you and your husband, he can conquer you. It's not just him conquering your marriage. He has now affected your legacy. You being divorced will affect your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, etc. If you get remarried, your legacy will look at you, meaning your children, grandchildren, people around you are going to look at you and think that it's okay to get divorced and get remarried, right? I shared about my own story. My grandmother um, was divorced and remarried. My mom divorced and remarried. Me divorced and remarried. And what do you think? Now, could be a possibility when my daughters get married and if they go through turbulent times with their husbands, what do you think might come to mind? They may think, well, you always get that one kid, right? My oldest daughter, I love. It's usually the oldest child and it's usually if it's a girl, they're the ones that um, grew up with you pretty much because they're the first one that you, you know, were growing, you were, what, 19, 20 years old when you had your first child possibly and you're still growing up and you have this baby until when she's watching you grow up. She's growing up right along with you. And so that child 
um, might be the one, might be, it might not, in all cases, it's not like this, right? But um, that child might be the one that'd be like, uh, you did it. Worked out perfectly for you. You, because they don't, they don't do what you say. They do what you do, right? And it's like, well, you were with dad and that didn't work out and now you're happily married over here and I'm not happy with this person. So no, 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 no. Okay. Kids do that. That's what kids do. They, they watch you and they do what you do. All right. So reason number four, I spoke about legacy and number three, why would the enemy want to abort your legacy? If a kingdom couple gets divorced before having kids because they didn't have a chance to, right? They decided, okay, we'll have babies in year five, right? We're going to enjoy each other. We're going to work. We're going to stay. And somewhere between year, well, the day they got married in year five, they broke up and got divorced, right? Um, what if they had stayed married, turned their marriage over to God and had children whom they raised to be on fire for God, future leaders and world changers, That couple will never know what God may have done. They will when they meet God, but the enemy is after new marriages. Be clear. If he can get a new marriage, annulled, or divorced without having offspring for the kingdom, then he won. I felt that myself. So that hit somebody. Now I know that some of you will say that if the couple didn't get along, then it's best that they didn't have kids. But what if God would have done a new thing for this marriage? He can do it. There's nothing impossible for him. There's nothing impossible for our God. I've seen it firsthand. Everything that I'm telling you, I've seen it somehow. Whether I, it's a friend, a relative, or someone from church, or someone that I've read, stories that I've read, like testimonials that i watched. Like I've seen God move. Okay, reason number five. To distract you. Right? I've seen where the enemy will attack even your family members. To distract you in order to cause disruption in your life and in your marriage imagine you and your husband are harmoniously getting along and living your best life and suddenly attack after attack after attack after attack a lot of wives don't even know that they're being attacked and therefore they don't know what they should be doing they don't know that they should be praying and covering their family she should be pleading the blood of jesus over her family every day anyway You, wife, should be pleading the blood of Jesus over your family every single day. It's your medicine before you need medicine. It's your covering. The enemy might be trying to attack you, but if you pleading the blood of Jesus around your family every single day, he can't penetrate through that. Okay? He'll be like, oh man, she got this shield. It's kind of like a force shield around her of the blood of Jesus around her, around her family. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the next family because they're not covered. Pay attention. The enemy knows that if you and your husband are tight, there are cracks somewhere in your marriage to attack. And if you're not covered, he will come from, if you are covered, should I say, if you're covered, you and him are covered, then he'll come from a different angle, right? So maybe not directly on you, but okay, well, this family member over here isn't covered. So let me, let me try and attack that. Right? What's that going to do? That's going to make you be like, oh my gosh, it's going to send you in a panic. It's just going to be like, okay, he knows he's, he's, he's crafty, but he ain't that smart. All right. Another way the enemy attacks is, is by not attacking. 
right? Making everything seem okay. Some wives will feel like their marriage is okay, even though they don't have a relationship with Christ. Jesus is not in the center of their life or marriage. Some don't go to church or believe in God. Some wives don't even pray much. That's a deception. If everything seems okay, then why do I need God? Mm. Or why do they need to go to church and have a relationship with Christ? People are like, I know such and such and they seem happy and they don't go to church. It works for them. It's a a lie. It's a lie. Okay. And, but if you're not attacked, if you seem, if you think that your life is just like on even keel, you might be like, well, I've been doing good so far. I don't need to go to, I don't need to get in the word. I don't need to talk to God. I don't need to go to church. It's a lie. Telling you it's to fool you. Okay. Another place where he attacks is new kingdom couples. That's why you see so many people get saved and then they feel like they're being attacked. Why? The enemy didn't like it. He didn't want to lose you. So he turned up the heat so you could revert back to living your life for him. Scare tactics, right? I've heard this many times where people give their life to Christ, raise their hand at church. And then a week later, they're like, what, what, is, what is going on? How come it looks like, how come it looks like this? there's so many attacks going on? Why? Did, should I have raised my hand? Like, did I make a mistake? Am I doing the right thing? Because I don't like this heat. I don't like, I don't like this. And, and believe it or not, people get scared. And then they stop coming to church. They're like, well, it's easier to, or what they say, there's a saying that says, better the devil you know. You know, it was easier over here where it was just a little bit of heat, but I was okay. But now this, this turn up of heat, I can't take that. I can't take it. So, you know what? I'm, let me, let me just, let me just pull back. Let me, let me just not go to church. Maybe, let me, let me stay out of this word. Cause the last time I was in this word, I got called with all this bad news. You know what I mean? No, uh, you press in and you plead the blood of Jesus over your life and your family. You cover yourself. You cover yourself. Listen, the enemy is like a little flea that can get... He has no power. He only has power when you give it to him. He tries it, right? When you're not covered. So it's like, oh, let me attack over here. Oh, let me attack over there. But our God, though, our God, you can't be living in fear of the enemy when you got God on your side. You cannot. Okay? Um, Okay. Another way, number eight, another way that the enemy attacks is when wives do things like seeking out mediums and witchcraft, etc. It says in Deuteronomy 18, uh, 10 through 12, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, sacrifice, or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls the, the dead. For all of those things, all all who do those things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. When you open up that door by seeking out those things that the Lord finds detestable, then you open up the door for attacks. All types of attacks. And you're left wondering where they're coming from. Or why are they happening? Stay away from those things. Now, I know that there are 
people of different cultures. And in some cultures, seeking out mediums and witchcraft, etc., is acceptable. And I'm telling the telling you that you need to let go of those practices if that's what you're doing, because it opens up the portal. Now, I know that some of you guys are like, portal, what is that? So um I saw a video, and if I can remember, I will link it. I saw a video a while ago that explained it because I was always curious, like, what is it? Why do they keep saying, you know, you see these psychic commercials and they're talking about, oh, this psychic knew me and she knew this about this, that, and the other. I'm like, how? Right? Now, granted, a lot of them are like fake, right? But some of them actually do know what they're talking about. And I'm like, well, why is that? Why, why does it seem so? One day I was watching and I watched a lot of Sid Roth Supernatural um, in case I never mentioned that before, because I know that our God is a supernatural God and, um, and our God is a spirit. So I like listening to things about our God in that way. So, um, but there's also darkness in the spirit as well. I mean, darkness in that realm, should I say? And so, and there are spirits, bad spirits. And so, um, when I was listening to this lady explain, she used to be a psychic and she was explaining how this works. And so basically in a nutshell, and like I said, if I find it, I'll put it, I'll link it so you guys can watch it for yourself. But um, basically in a nutshell, what happens is um, there's a spirit realm around us, right? So you guys all have heard angels and then there's demons and things of that nature, right? Those things truly do exist. And so um, in that world, right, let's just say a medium, because um, I used to watch Long Island Medium. And my mom told me to stop watching it. And I didn't understand. I was like, here's this sweet lady. And she's just helping people talk to the dead. Like, that's so sweet. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So what happens is um, the person who's the psychic or the medium or whatever, they, um, they talk to their spirit guides, right? The spirit guides are the spirits that are out there, right? And they communicate with them in that world. And so those spirits are all around us, right? So they know the things that you do. They know that you lost your job. They know that you and your husband are going through something. They know that, um, you know, you had a family member that uh, isn't feeling well, or, you know, they know that there's, they know all the things about you. So when this psychic or medium goes to the their spirit guides and they're communicating them with them in that, in that way, they download those things into them just like you can get a message from the holy spirit he can download things into you from god in that world they get downloads from that the darkness right and so when you go see a psychic or you go see a medium they've already consulted with their spirit guides or their spirit guides are still talking to them at that moment because they're calling them right to talk to them and the spirit guide the spirits there might be saying hey this person just lost her job or, um, you know, she got a brother named Al or, you know, her mom, her, her favorite auntie um, passed away and the favorite auntie used to like sitting on the porch with them. Right. And so now this medium um, or psychic or whatever is like, yeah, you have a, a uncle, brother named somebody named Al. <gasps> How'd you know that? Oh, yeah. And you do just did you just lose your job? I, how, wow. And um yeah, you have an aunt that used to like sitting on the porch with you. She misses you. Don't do it. Don't do it. That is not of God. That is not. He said it right here. That is detestable to him. And some of you guys are going out and seeking psychics over your life. I know someone 
like that. She's like, oh, I don't go through life without talking to my spiritual God. I'm like, girl, you are nuts. She spent money. Every single week, go see this guy and he reads her. He tells her what's going on in her life and what she should be doing. And she's using this as a God. Why is this detestable? Because that is not your God. You're not to seek outside of God. Now, if you happen to meet a prophet that is from God, like God has blessed him with this gift of prophecy and someone prophesies of that's different right that's coming from God God allowed that but this other stuff right here mm-mm. no 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 they don't know your future so they can't tell you your future but they can tell you some things that's going on in your life right now and then they can tell you okay well if you do this you know this may happen but it's a dangerous game and so if you are a wife and you have delved in that world you got tarot cards around your house you doing some other stuff the Ouija boy you better burn that you better burn it, okay? That is not God, and it is detestable to him. And some of you guys are doing stuff, and you know who you are. Some of you guys are doing stuff that's making God unhappy. And on top of that, you are opening yourselves up for attack. That world is demonic. And so because that world is demonic, and you've opened up the door or the portal to it, because you're like, oh, let me just have somebody come over and read me. Let me let me go. You've opened up that world. So now the enemy is like, oh, she invited me in. And you're like, okay, but only in that part. No, dear, it doesn't work like that. He doesn't just stick in that part right there. Now he, you know, open up the whole house to him. Your whole life. And he's like, oh, I'm here now. She doesn't, she didn't ask me to come. She asked for me to be here. And you're like, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You went and sought out something that was detestable to God. You went and and tried to tell your future. You're not relying on God. You're not talking to God. You're seeking out darkness that is not of God. So I'm telling you right now, you need to repent. You need to pray over your house. If you've been doing it, you better stop. You need to get all that demonic stuff out of your house. You need to hit that house with some holy oil and cover each and every room. Plead the blood of Jesus over every part of your life in every room of your house you need to get some uh gospel music or christian music up in the house flood the house with jesus <sighs> listen if that is a part of your culture you need to cut it out christ over culture okay so number nine now i know i was just talking about this so this kind of leads into that this new age practices that's another way that the enemy comes in because you guys are practicing these things that are detestable to God. Okay? I'm not an expert on the new age. I know that. But I do know that it's not of Christ. There are several new age beliefs like astrology and, and spiritual energy and objects and animals and um, reincarnation and the use of the word universe. Oh, and people use the word universe instead of God. I'm going to put it out there to the universe. And what is the universe? Because God created the universe. What is the universe going to do for you exactly? Tell me because I don't know. Okay. Um, stop saying that. Um, okay. Not so much I put it out in the universe. But when people say, um, you know, I put it out in the universe and the universe bought me this. And the universe gave me that. That's what I mean. Stop saying that. Stop. God deserves credit where credit is due. The universe that God created didn't get you diddly squat. Okay. Um, 
One of my pet peeves is when people say they manifested. That's a big thing. This whole manifestation thing. That's a huge thing right now, right? I've seen women on the internet uh, titles. You can look it up. How I manifested $20,000. How I man- how I manifested my new house. How I manifested my boyfriend. How I manifested my husband. How you man- you a witch? How you manifest anything? You manifest, you yourself manifested something? Okay. Watch your words. I don't, I don't, that really is a pet peeve of mine. Um, again, these practices are not of God and they are deceptive. There are videos, like I said, of women saying that. And I saw one woman, she was, um, she did this little thing. She had a cup, she had two cups. One, one was filled with water and one was empty. And then, so she did something like, okay, in this cup, it represents this. It represents this, this and this, this. And she was telling how she manifested something. And she took the cup and she poured the stuff from one cup into another cup. And this cup was now free or empty or whatever. And that was her way of manifesting it. Rituals and, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know. If you guys seen that in the Bible and I missed it, let me know. I haven't seen it. Don't know what that's about. I'm not pouring one thing. I'm not symbolizing anything. Cup from this cup to this God, unless God tells me to do it. I'm not doing it. All right. I thought, you know what? That's dangerous. Christian women do not delve into that world. It reminds me of the secret. You guys remember the secret? Um, some of you do, some of you don't. And I remember my mom introduced me to the secret. And she was like, instead of the universe, I know they say the universe, they don't really talk about God, but they talk about the universe. So instead of the universe, I say God. And that was how she um, watched it. And I watched it too for a while. And I was just like, oh, this is some good ideas. Let me do this. Let me do this. I was like, that is not of God, right? I can't manifest anything. I can go to my God and my God can. I can work hard for something, right? Excuse me. I can work hard for something and you know, reap the fruits of that. But that's not me manifesting something, right? That's me working hard. And um, there was fruit on the other side of that. And I have the fruit, right? That's that's just different wording for me. And so um, people will start believing that they can manifest things. Um, and if they can manifest, if you can manifest something on your own, why do you need God? It's a very dangerous lingo. I don't like it at all. Why would you need Jesus if you can manifest manifest stuff for yourself? And then on top of that, when you manifest stuff, you do dumb things. Like when you think, sorry, when you think you manifested something, you've done dumb things like make videos on how you manifest stuff. And then you got people walking around, even Christians that are like, let me watch that video. Oh, let me do what she did. Where's God in that? Because I don't, I don't see God. So that's a distraction, right? That's another way that the enemy comes in. Because number one, if you think you can do it, then you don't need God. Okay, so that's good for him. But number two, you again, you're opening the door for attacks. Because if it's not of God, it's not covered, right? And you just open the door for more attacks. All right, so the last point that I'm going to make is the enemy attacks through other people. The enemy attacks through your parents your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, your kids, etc. How, you ask? He uses them to cause havoc, wreak havoc in your life. 
It's easy, especially if it's your parents. Sorry, it's easy, especially if your parents, friends, your relatives, your coworkers, even your kids, I mean, the older ones that are teenagers, right? Are not saved and they do not walk with Christ. Some of you guys are first generation Christians and your parents aren't walking with the Lord. Or some of you guys, your parents are Christians, but they don't walk with the Lord. So you're still kind of like a first generation Christian walker. Like you're actually like doing this thing. You're like, no, no, no. God is in the center of my life for real, for real. My mom says she believed in Christ, but she still did some other stuff. Her actions didn't match that of a Christian or her actions didn't match the words that were coming out of her mouth. Right. Um, So some of you are first generation uh, walking with Christ. And so... Um, sorry, what was I going to say? The enemy knows. Oh, so the enemy knows who can upset you. He knows who can get under your skin. He knows that. Um, he knows who will listen to you or rather who you will listen to and who can come in between you and your husband. Sorry. He uses them as pawns to try to divide you. What about your teenage kids who are doing things that is putting pressure and stress on your marriage? That happens. Those of you that kids aren't teenagers yet, I pray it doesn't happen for you. I really do. But there are many people walking around right now that have teenage kids that are going through turmoil because their kids are like (sighs) joining gangs, doing drugs, being disrespectful, um, refusing to go to church, refusing to accept the Lord. listening to all types of stuff, watching all types, like really, really stepping differently than their parents are. And it's causing an issue between the parents because they're both stressed out and they're like at each other's throat over this child. Or maybe one is like um, defending the child and the other one's like, no, we can't do that. We need to kick him out. You know what I mean? Like there's just division, right? The enemy knows. He knows. He knows who he can go through. He knows how to get there. Or there might be a parent you might have decided that you are going to um, honor your husband. You decided, you know what? I'm going to honor my husband. I'm going to respect my husband. I'm going to um, submit to my husband. And you might have a mom that's like, what is that? Submit. What is that? Oh, no, we don't do that. And you're like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is how we're going to live. No, that's not how you're supposed to live. You're supposed to run him. He doesn't run you, right? And you're like, no, no. That's not how we're going to live. And and to the point where you're just torn because you're like, I have to respect my mom. This is my mother. I love her and I have to respect her, but she's not respecting what I'm saying. And how do I do that without being disrespectful to my mom? That's a conundrum. (laughs) That's an issue, but it really isn't that hard. You can say, mom, I love you. However, respect my home and respect my wishes. And I will always respect you. But if you're going to cause havoc, then you can't be here right now. Or the minute she's there and she starts some black. Love you, mom. But we're not going to talk about that right now. That. Love you, mom. But you're not going to talk to my husband like that. But mom. We're not doing that. Love you. Pull to the side. You can talk to your mom in love and still respect her. But not allow her to cause havoc in your home. You can't. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Right? This is the way we're doing it. This is the way our marriage is going to be. This is the way I'm raising my kids. Oh, I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about with that. Right? You raising your kids one way and here come the mom or dad. Like, you going to... Witty belt. 
You know what I mean? Like, this is how you, this is how you're going to raise you. This is not how I raised you. I understand that mom, but you know, this is how we're going to raise our child. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's not how, this is not how any of that works. That's not how you're supposed to be raising this child. You're, you're doing it wrong, right? And it's causing havoc. It's stressing you out, stressing your husband out. Y'all at, at war with each other you don't want to go against your mom. And you're just like, the husband's like, but we decided we're going to raise our kids this way, not the way your mom did it. Yeah, but I don't want, you don't want to disappoint your mom. You're stuck in the middle. It's a lot. The enemy knows. The enemy knows. Some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, that is me. That is my life. This is... Ah, yes, because the enemy knows. He knows he can go through a parent. He knows he can go through a grandparent. He knows he can go through the in-laws. He knows he can go through, um, like I said, kids. He knows he, he knows he can go through your friends. Listen, you and your husband might be going through something and you go to one of your friends that are not Christian and you're like, yeah, oh, he called me. I can't believe he called me the B word last night. And she's like, oh, girl, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, he wouldn't be calling me the B word. No, you know what? I would divorce him and I would find somebody else that's going to treat me like a queen. Really? Says your divorced and or single friend. Listen, don't listen to that, right? You're sitting there feeling bad. Like, you know what? I, you know what? You're right. I, he shouldn't talk to me like that. Not, no, no. That's the enemy whispering in her ear and then whispering in your ear rather um of what she said like yeah you know what that's right and can i just say something i wanted to say it in the beginning but thank you guys for still being here um not all arguments between you and your husband is the enemy i i just want to say that not all the time you guys argue the enemy is there um like causing an argument but he's sitting there with popcorn i believe i believe he's like oh here come another demon like they about to argue yeah go get your popcorn let's go huh? Well, this one is going to be a good one, right? And so as you're arguing, the two of y'all are arguing and let's say your husband does call you the B word and you're just like, huh, really? Your mother's the B word, (gasps) right? This is just an example, right? And he's like, I know you didn't, right? I know you didn't just call my mother the B word. And the enemy is like, yes, she did. And she meant it, right? And you're, he's like, I can't believe it. And then, so when you go to apologize later, right? You know what? I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that about your mom. I'm sorry. I was just really angry. He's like, no, you meant that. You meant that. And you're like, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. No, you really didn't mean it. Yes, she did. She meant that. She meant that. And she just said, sorry. So y'all will stop arguing. See, you just didn't want to argue anymore, but you meant what you said about my mother. And he's holding on to this grudge, right? Because the enemy is there pouring in him and whispering in his ear. The enemy is cunning right cunning but not smart only smart if you let him be but he does he likes arguments he likes when you guys fight and 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 if he can get you guys split up and divorced that's what he's gonna do so while he might not have started the fight he's the instigator he's the one that's like cheering it on he's the one that's whispering in your ear don't forgive he's the one that's whispering in your ear like remember what he did last week bringing up old stuff he's that one He's that one. You know you're really unhappy with him. You know your ex that you still think about. You should look him up on Facebook. You should go ahead and do it. You're like, why am I looking him up? Oh, better yet, there he is. He just come across your Instagram page. Or he just came across your Facebook page, like, out of the blue. Why is my ex coming across my page? I haven't spoken to him in years. Planted seed. That's why. That's why. Be careful and know. You got to know. Listen, once I realized... Who I was fighting, hmm, 
Mm. Keep your guard up and recognize what's going on. When you see trouble, pray. The enemy uses people to cause distractions or to add drama to your life and in your marriage. So when you see trouble, pray. If it looks like trouble and smells like trouble, then it's trouble. And the enemy is probably behind it. If he didn't orchestrate it, then he's on the side, standing by, fanning, fanning the flames. Kick his lame ass to the curb. When I um, realize something, and this is and this is something that I probably should have said in the beginning, your husband is not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy. And the problem is that uh, it's, it's set up in such a way by the enemy to make it look like your husband is the one who you should attack and that is attacking you. And if you don't know God, if you don't know God, then you won't realize what's going on. You're going to fall for the okie doke. You're going to sit there and look at your husband all crazy. He's going to look at you all crazy. You guys are going to just layer on offenses on top of offenses on top of offenses. And before you know it, you, you're looking at something that you think is irreparable. Right? He says some pretty nasty things to you. You said some pretty nasty things to him. Um, you know, you remember that. So it piles on. So next time you guys get in an argument, it piles on and it piles on. And then next thing you know, you're looking at him like, I don't even love him anymore. Ew, I can't stand him. I don't even want to be in the same room with him. Like you are sitting there with hatred in your heart or dislike in your heart that's brewing up for this man that you gave your life to. Like, no, you didn't give your life to. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you would spend the rest of your life with in front of the man that you gave your life to in front of Jesus and everybody. So now you're like, I don't want to be with him anymore. You know, there's somebody else. The grass is greener on the other side. I could find somebody that's going to truly love me. Don't let this world get you messed up, boo. That's what the world says. The world meaning the enemy. You can find somebody else. Go find yourself somebody that's truly going to love you. Go find yourself somebody that's really going to respect you and listen to you and honor you and treat you like a queen that you are. There's nothing wrong with wanting those things. But what I'm saying to you is before you decide to sign on the dotted line and say that this is it, I'm done with this dude, I'm done with this marriage, you really need to stand back and take a look and say, what's really happening? Ask God to show you if you don't have that division, if you don't have um, those glasses on where you can see what's really going on, ask God to give you the vision. Like, God, I really need you to show me who I am right now in this season, who my husband is in this season, and what you got planned for us. You know, because I really feel like um, I want to walk away, but I know that that's not what you want me to do. But, but I'm offended, but I don't like him. But I'm starting to not stand him. Like, I don't even want to be in the same room with him. I wish he would not come home. I've heard that before. I've heard somebody say, I wish he wouldn't come home. I've heard that before. Like, oh, he's home. That's terrible. This man you married, he's not your enemy. He is not your enemy. The enemy is the enemy. And once you know that, you better learn how to fight. You need to see things from for how they really are and stop attacking him. Stop attacking him. Pray for him. Cover him. Because the enemy is after him. He's after you. He's after your covenant. He's after your children. He's after your marriage. He's after your life. He's after your life. 
Because if he can get you out of here, if he can get your marriage out of the way, he can break you down, divide you and your husband. You guys are divided. You're not one. You can't fight together. He separated you. You can't fight together. What does that mean? That means that you guys were one when you said, I do. You became one. You were one. And now the enemy has come along and pried you guys apart. How are you fighting anything? You're not. You're standing alone. And if you're standing alone, you can easily be attacked. He's not covering you. You're not covering yourself. You can easily, and there's sin in your home. I'm going to tell you guys. The enemy is after you. Is the enemy after your marriage? Yes, he is. Stay prayed up. Cover your marriage. Cover your husband. Cover your household. Cover your children. Plead the blood of Jesus over him. Plead the blood of Jesus over your marriage. Write out what you want your marriage to be like. Go to God. Surrender yourself to him. Put Jesus in the center of everything that you do. Stay covered. Because a lot of wives are walking around uncovered. So that means the enemy is attacking you left, right, and center. Because he does not want you here. He doesn't want you here. And he doesn't want your husband here. He doesn't want your marriage here. It's time for you to fight. It's time for you to wife up and fight and stop playing. You only got one life to live. And some of y'all sitting around letting the enemy just wreak havoc over it time for you to fight all right and if you don't know how to fight keep watching wife up i'm gonna help you and if you need encouragement keep watching uh listening to wife up i'm gonna help you because i learned how to fight i don't play i see him rearing his ugly little head i'll smash his little ass back down to hell where he came from i don't play that game he's under my foot he's under my feet he doesn't have a place in my life and while if i'm gonna be completely honest not all of my children are walking with Christ. That breaks my heart. But I'm praying for them. I cover them. And God is one by one. One by one. I have six kids in case you've never met me before. Um, if you've never heard this before. I have six kids. Um, five from my first marriage. And um, one from my current marriage. And um, my kids that are older. Some of them have walked away. Some of them. I, they were raised to know God. But some of them have walked away. Right. So that means that as mama, I need to cover them every single day because they're not covering themselves. Right. My husband does not get up and pray in the mornings, at least that I see. I cover him. Why? Because if any way the enemy can try and attack, that's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. So when you have decided to give your life to Christ, you're listening to this podcast because you want to put Jesus in the center. You're listening to this podcast because you said, I'm going to fight. I'm only going to be married one time. This man that I married, this covenant of mine, that's it. Till death do us part. That's what I said on my vows. That's what I meant. The enemy will try and attack your marriage. But you fight. You say, no, sir, not today. Don't give him sir. That's too much of respect. No, not today. Not today and not any day. I cover my husband. I cover my household. I cover my marriage. I go to God. I talk to him, I spend time with him, I get in his words so he can instruct me on what it is that he wants me to do in this life with my marriage, with my husband. I fight. I know how to fight. I was saying that my kids aren't all saved. 
but I cover them too. Listen, our God is a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a loving God, a caring God. He is the best. He is the best. And he wants you and your marriage, your covenant to work. And it can work. Don't allow the enemy in to attack you anymore. He is after you. But God's got you. You got to know that. You got to remember that. God's got you. He loves you. And he loves your covenant and your marriage and your husband and your family. Remember that. So you guys have a good rest of your day. There may be a part two of this another time. If there's anything you guys want me to talk about, let me know. I would love to talk about it. I would love to talk about it. So you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. January the 21st is today's day. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you guys later. Bye for now.